sung that song since we were kids, right? Although for some reason when we get older we feel like, well, we don't have to do that anymore. But the truth be told, that is the ultimate truth that brings to our hearts a concept of God's great love in order that He might revive the love we have in our hearts. You've heard the, the statement before, and I'm sure I've used it, familiarity breeds contempt. How many of you really have sat down and thought lately about how much Jesus Christ loves you? I've got a card on the shelf in my desk. It's uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. But uh, but the world is taken out, and that uh, that card says, "For God so loved Jonathan." For God so loved Jonathan. For God so loved Porkchop. Praise the Lord, right, Porkchop? For God so loved you. If we if we understand the love of Christ for us, then we in turn can truly begin to love Him. See, there's a big difference in saying "I love you." Proverbs says that um, that that it's easy for a man to say "I love you," but a real man proves it by his actions easy to say I love Jesus. But do we really love Him? What what happens to our love? I mean, really, what, what happens to our love? I, I was thinking about this. Uh, the church at Ephesus, Revelation chapter 2, verse 1, uh, the Lord writes to the Apostle John to the church at Ephesus. Now, keep in mind, this is the church that John has pastored. Well, that's an incredible pastor, the Apostle John, right? And, and and yet the Lord writes to this church, I know your works. Man, you're, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're good, you're good, you're good. But I have this one thing against you. You've left your first love. You've left the love that you had at first. And therefore, what, what the Lord is saying to them, that it's not about all the action we can put out there. It's not all about all the good things that we do or the activities or programs we offer, it begins with love. And so the Lord confronts Ephesus about their love. They had gotten all caught up in being busybodies and forgot, lost the focus of their love. Maybe that describes some of you today. You've gotten so caught up in in being busy that 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 you genuinely you, you question or you want do I really love the Lord because sometimes we can become so busy that we become frustrated and we lose that that love for him or maybe uh, you, you you have missed totally the love of the Lord like the Pharisees did they couldn't understand that that this Jesus that had come to them was was the, the statement of God's love for them and so they, here they are, they're trying to earn favor with God. They're trying by their works to earn entrance into the kingdom of heaven. And yet Jesus says it's not about your, your, your legalism. It's not about keeping a bunch of rules. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's about the love of Christ for you and your response to that. Or maybe, maybe you and I are like Peter. 
in John chapter 21, where we come to this place in Peter's life where what he needed more than anything was a revival of love. Read with me John chapter 21, verse 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Now let me remind you of Peter's journey. In Luke chapter 5, we have the account of Jesus going to the Sea of Galilee. Peter and Andrew uh, are, are there in their boat. They have a lucrative fishing business. They're professional fishermen. How many of you would like to join those ranks? Thank you, Hal. Preston, at least a couple honest guys. I want to go fishing, okay? They're, they're, they've got this lucrative fishing business. Um, they're out on the water. Jesus comes to them. He stands and he says, uh, they're, they're cleaning up the nets. Peter's doing the work that he does, clean up the nets. Jesus uh, walks to him and and says, uh, hey, Simon, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. The Bible says that Peter and Andrew, also James and John, left all that they had and they began to follow after Jesus. That means that, uh, that they, were, they had attached themselves as an apprentice does to, to, to a mentor. One that would, would follow everywhere Jesus went and listen to everything Jesus said in hopes of, uh, of imitating what Jesus did. And so, so Peter and Andrew, James and John, they have attached themselves to Jesus. So they, they said yes and they began, began to follow Him. Peter's this guy that he's the vocal one. He's the one that, um, uh, that, that's going to step out there first and say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And and Jesus looks at him and says, you're Peter, and on this rock of testimony, I, I will build my church. And so uh, we, we see Peter stepping out there. He's the one in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was to be arrested, pulled out a sword, and cut off Malchus's ear. He's, he's an aggressive type guy. Jesus calls him out of this fishing boat and, and then these three years of service to, to be a leader among the disciples. And so he, he leads and he's groomed as one of Jesus' inner circle, Peter, James, and John, the three in the inner circle. And, and so he, he's this special character 
in the life in, in the New Testament. And, and yet, at the Garden of Gethsemane, we see something happen. When, when they come to arrest, the, the disciples scatter. But Peter and John, they, they stand back. And the Bible says that, that, that Peter followed at a distance. He followed at a distance to see what would happen of this, to this Jesus, to, to this Master that he had followed for three years, this, this hope that he had. That is, until he denied him. That is, until three times he was questioned. Do you know this man? You're from Galilee. And three times Peter said, I do not. At the third time, you remember Scripture says Jesus had predicted, had prophesied that uh, that when that Peter would deny him three times and that the rooster would crow, and as soon as he denied him the third time, the rooster crowed, what happened to Peter? Scripture says that he literally, he ran away and he wept bitterly. This one that he had said, I will follow you to the death, I will never deny you, he has denied him, he is dejected, he is humiliated, he is embarrassed, he is ashamed, because he has failed the one he had pledged his allegiance to. Many of us may find ourselves in similar shoes. Not that we have openly said uh, a denial of Jesus, but that because of sin in our lives, because of, uh, of, of, of a decision we've made poorly, we've walked away from the Lord, and all of a sudden we feel ashamed, and we feel, as Peter does here, uh, we feel, how could he still love me? So we come to this place in Peter's life. Peter has looked at the disciples after this, this dejection, after this, this horrible uh, denial that he's made. And he's looked at the disciples and said this, I'm going fishing. And he went back to the old life he had. Until one day, they've been out on the water all night long and they come into shore and there's, a, there's an imposing figure on the shore. And he says to them, come, come here, let's eat. And they sit down and have breakfast with Jesus. And at the end of the breakfast with Jesus, Jesus begins to say something to Peter that would once again change his life. And so as we think about Peter this morning, we think, I want you to understand that wherever your situation You've sinned against the Lord and you're, you feel like you can't draw near Him. You can't come close to Him. I want you to hear this morning from the words of Jesus to Peter, this invitation, this call, and be revived in your love for the Lord. Look at this. He says, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, Come here, Peter. Come here. Come. Let's sit down. Let's let's have a conversation. Let's let's he, he draws Peter away because he's got something special, something unique to say to him. And he, he says to him, Peter, I still love you. It's not his words, it's the heart with which he approaches Peter. I want you to understand first this morning that Jesus 
pursues us in His love. You see, it's Christ's love for Peter that would come to him specifically and call him over for this conversation. That would bring him apart to say to him, Peter, I still love you. Peter, you're not done yet. Peter, I've got something for you. You have messed up. But I still love you. You see, it's Jesus that that is in pursuit of him here. He's walked away. He's gone back fishing. But Jesus comes and says, Hey, Peter, come back to me. You know, when you look at, the, when you look at Scripture and you, you put the pieces of Scripture together in, in its whole, you find that God Almighty pursues us in His love through Jesus Christ. Scripture says that the greatest demonstration of love is for one man to lay down his life for another. And Jesus comes and He lays down His life, not just for Peter, not just for one man, but for the entire human race, for all who would believe and receive the Gospel. You see, it's not man's idea. Nobody said, hey God, send us your Son. I've got a great idea. God, in His wisdom, in His mercy, in His grace, made this decision that He would show this great act of love in pursuit of us. To bring man back to Him. So Christ comes. He lives among us. He, he dies on the cross to pay our sin debt. He's raised again to exchange uh, death for us. To, give, to, to take death from us and to give us life everlasting. And He lives forevermore. Because God pursues us out of His great love. Let me ask you this morning. How is it that God might call you and say, hey, come here. Let's have a little conversation. Let's let's have a little talk. Maybe you've gotten wrapped up in all these works and you're trying to earn my favor and you're trying to earn my grace. Oh, but hear me. Hear me say this. I love you. Or maybe you're, you're out in sin. Maybe you've done something so atrocious you don't want anybody else to know. And you're behind this facade. You think nobody else knows. But God does. And the one who knows every detail looks at you and says, Hey, come here. I still love you. Because He pursues us. He's in pursuit of Peter here. He pursues us in His love, but He always pursues us on purpose. You see what He, what he does here? They, they have this conversation. Jesus says, Peter, do you love Me? Peter says, Lord, you know I love You. Now, let me just give this to you how it, how it reads out in the Greek. Y'all have heard the two words. There, there are three words for love in Greek. Agape is... Um, highest form of sacrificial love. Uh, phileo is brotherly love. Okay? Uh, love that we'd have for another. And, and so using those two words of love, this is, this is the conversation they have. Jesus says, Peter, do you agape me? Peter says, Lord, Lord, you know I phileo you. Peter can't answer the question. 
Peter can't answer Jesus' initial question. Do you love me sacrificially? Because he's so ashamed and he's so embarrassed. He's so downcast because of his previous failure. He says, Lord, you know that I phileo you. I'm fond of you, Lord. Jesus says a second time, hey, Peter, do you agape me? And again, Peter responds, Lord, I phileo you. I'm fond of you, Lord. I just can't say I'm I'm all in because I, I, I've said it once before and I failed miserably. The third time, Jesus says this, Peter, do you phileo me? See the change? Peter says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I phileo you. What does Jesus do there? You see, Jesus' standard, Jesus' hope for all of us is that we could say, Lord, I love you sacrificially. I love you unconditionally. I love you to the point of laying down my life for you. That's his his expectation. That's his standard. That's his hope. But because Peter was where he was, Jesus said, Peter, take where you are and begin right there. Follow me. He pursues us in his love. He pursues us on purpose. He, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Tend my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus is, is, is restoring Peter to a sense of purpose. We talked about this revival of purpose. And, and I want you to understand, when you look at Peter's life, when you look at this episode, know that God did not throw him out. God did not put him on the shelf. God did not set him aside and say, I can't use you anymore. Too many times we feel like God can't use us. Because of silly things, really dumb things we've done against the Lord and against others. But the reality is, when we understand the great love of our God for us, we can know that He is not finished with us, and He brings it back to the purpose. He's not writing Peter off. He's trying to bring him back on track, bring him back on target. And that's what He wants to do with you today. Whatever, wherever you've gotten off track and left your first love, what the Lord would do in your life is to bring you back center and to focus your attention because of His great love on His great purpose for your life. His great purpose in you. It began at the cross. God sets us on purpose through the cross. When we're saved, we are. We begin. Philippians one six. One of my favorite verses. Paul wrote, "He who began a good work in you will carry it on into completion in the day of the Lord." You see, any time we get off course, what the Lord wants to do is is pull us back so that we can get straight. Romans chapter eleven verse twenty nine says that the call. And the giftings of the Lord are irrevocable. He's not finished with you. He wants to focus you on 
following that purpose He has established you for and that He has pursued you for in His great love. Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, tend my sheep. Peter, feed my lambs. He ends this dialogue or this section of the, the conversation. Verse 19, after saying this, He said to him, Peter, follow me. Follow me. See, God pursues us in His love and He pursues us on purpose. What you and I have to understand is a proper response to that. How did Peter respond? Peter comes into this conversation all dejected, all uh, feeling rejected, all uh, messed up because of his failure. What God, what Christ does in his life here is he sets his feet on solid ground and Peter begins to follow after him again. Peter begins to pursue him again. And so in order that we respond properly, the first thing we have to do in response is begin to love him. Out of His great love for us. 1 John 4, 10 says this, We love Him. Why? Because He first loved us. That's why we sang, Jesus loves me. Before we sang, Oh, how I love Jesus. We, we, we sing about our great love, but we need to begin at that point of God's great love for us. The response, our response to Him should be the choice of love. And remember, Remember, we need, we need to have this conversation. Love is not ooey-gooey feelings. Okay? Sometimes love is ooey-gooey and gross. But love is first and foremost a choice. And when we choose to set our affections on Him because His affections were already set on us, we begin to walk out after Him and He begins to draw us to Him closer and closer. And that love begins to do what? It begins to grow in us. So we begin our, our first response to this is, is out of His great love for us, we choose to love Him. We choose to give Him our time. We choose to give Him our lives. We choose to give Him ourselves because love gives of itself to the object, the person of its affection. So we say, Lord, I phileo you today. But God, I want to agape. I want to love you unconditionally. I want to love you sacrificially. I want you to have all that I am. Listen to me this morning. Begin right where you are. Say, Lord, I want to love you with all my life. God, help me. Peter needed lots of help to do that. Our first response is to love him out of gratitude for his great love. We choose to love. The second is to obey him. Jesus says, feed, 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 tend, tend, follow What's Jesus calling to? Jesus is not saying, hey, Peter, I want you to feel good about me and stand on the outside. I want you to love me. And the demonstration of that love is obedience. John chapter 15, verse 10, Jesus says, if you love me, it is displayed in your obedience to my command. 
Now, look, we're, we're not talking about, again, we're not talking about a lot of do's and don'ts. We're not talking about a burden of religious activity. We're simply talking about walking, following Jesus as He leads out in our lives. We begin to obey Him because we love Him. We begin to walk with Him because we love Him. We begin to pursue Him because He has so pursued us love. And he says, Jesus telling Peter, um, when you were young, verse 18, you used to dress yourself and walk where you wanted, but then you're old, you'll stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you wherever you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. By what kind? What, what is this ultimate purpose? We we mentioned this ultimate purpose in our lives is that we spread the fame of the Lord. That we give glory to His name. We sang just a minute. You are the Lord, the famous one, famous one. Great is your name in all the earth. What if our lives and our lips Begin out of the love that we have for Him and obedience to Him. What if our lives and lips sang and declared to our community and to the nations that our God is the famous one, the only one, the hope of the world? Because when we love Him, He consumes us. And when we are consumed with Him, and love for Him, and out of our lips and our lives, we declare the fame of the Lord. Do you love Jesus? Our response to that is this. Real quickly, we like to say, yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I love Jesus, because that's what we're taught in Sunday school to say. But it's not about having the right answer. It's about, from the core of your being, pursuing Him because of that love. Are you following Jonathan, do you love me? Oh, I want to say yes, Lord. I want to say yes, Lord. I love you like you expect me to. But the reality is, I fall far short of that. He says, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I, I think I do. I want to. Do you love me? right where you are. And today, set your heart, your love, on the Lord. Father, I thank you for your great love for me. So, so undeserved am I. Lord, in this room, there are many that have lost sight of your love and for various reasons, 
aren't living in love for you. Father, I pray that wouldn't be a burden to them today because they hear, they see, they're convicted, and right here, right now, they declare their, their love and they surrender themselves to pursue you with all their hearts. Father, if, if there are those here that, that just say, you know, I, I hear, but I'm going to go about my business, I pray that that word would be a burden, a burden of conviction so strong that they would run to you. Father, if there are lost people here today, I'm sure there are that have never experienced your love, your forgiveness, your grace, I pray in the next few minutes they'd run to you. Lord, they'd walk down the aisle, they'd come and let me or someone else share with them how they can be saved and receive new life. Father, I pray this invitation your spirit would invite and that lives would be changed right now.